Lord, we just declare now in faith what we just sang in song, Lord, over every power, over every principality, over every enemy that we can and cannot see. God, we declare you are great and you are greatly to be praised. You are worthy today of our song, of our adoration, of our hearts and souls' commitment and devotion. Jesus, you reign above it all. On this weekend that we celebrate the independence that we have as a nation, Lord, we proudly as your people declare you reign over the United States of America. Your declaration is more firm and secure than anyone pinned with the hands of men for your word was inspired by your Holy Spirit. It is our declaration of independence from sin and shame and from sickness and from disease and from the oppression of the enemy. We declare what you said, Jesus, whom the sun sets free is free indeed, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word spoken over us even before time began. Your word said that that you were slain before the foundations of the earth were set. Thank you, Lord God, that you set us free. You emancipated us from the hold that the enemy had on us. And God, today we declare you are great and you are greatly to be praised. And all God's people said amen today. Come on, let's bless the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to invite you just for a moment to be seated. I'm going to just let this team stay right here with me. I just want to share one scripture passage with you that uh, the Lord has really been speaking to me through the book of Isaiah for several months. As many of you know, your home folk here, the word that God gave us as a church for this year comes out of Isaiah 54, where the Lord tells his people, don't hold back. Come on, somebody say, don't hold back. Amen. Don't hold back. And the reason that he gives them that encouragement is because things are changing. Things are turning for your favor. What in in the natural and in the culture might look like defeat or a moral decline. God says, I'm doing a new thing in the earth. I'm working. So don't hold back your praise. Don't hold back your faith. Don't hold back your expectation for what I'm going to do. And as he moves forward in the next couple of chapters, there's a statement that just really gripped my heart. In Isaiah 57, uh, we'll put this on the screen. I want you to see it. If you have your Bible, by all means, grab it, open it up. Isaiah 57, I just want you to look at a couple verses, and then then we're going to just respond in faith today. But this is the word that, that the Lord just gripped my heart with. It says in verse 15 of Isaiah 57, for this is what the high and exalted one says. He who lives forever whose name is holy. As you can see, we're, we're halfway set up for Vacation Bible School that starts next Sunday. That's why the stage looks the way it does, and there's, there's team colors flying above your heads, and uh, the upstairs is, is half set up as well. Uh, we're getting ready next week to, to begin uh, with a family service on Sunday morning and a kickoff to Vacation Bible School, and the theme is Stellar. We want these kids to get a grand view of God. He's an awesome God. He's flung the stars. Just one verse in Genesis says he flung the stars. He put them in their place. He knows their names. And yet we've still, in all of our uh, amazing technological advances, have not 
been able to find even the, the beginning of the end of the cosmos. And we serve a great God. And that's what Isaiah is saying here. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the one who lives forever, whose name is holy. Here's his word. He said, I live in a high and a holy place. How many of you know that you can never reach God on your own? He lives in a high and a holy place. But then it says this. He says, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit. It kind of rhymes, and it just kind of hit me that way when I was writing this in my journal. This is this is where the Lord lives. He lives high and holy, but he also lives with the contrite and lowly. That's God. That's the God that Jesus invited us to come to when his disciples ask him, teach us how to pray. He said, when you pray, say this, our Father who art in heaven, like get a grand perspective. He is in heaven, high and holy. But he also said, when you approach him, say our Father. So he lives in, in unapproachable light, but he's also a tender, loving father. He's high and holy, but he's also with the contrite and the lowly. In other words, he's bigger than you can imagine, but he's closer than you could ever conceive. And this is the Lord. He said, this is who I am. I live in a high and a holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit. And this is, this is why he lives. He said, I live to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. This is the Lord speaking through the prophet Isaiah. He said, I live for revival. I live to bring revival. If, if, you're, if you come with a humble heart, if you come with contrite, that just means with humility, if you come before the Lord, David said, he who comes with clean hands and a pure heart, the Lord would not reject. He would not in any way turn away or despise. He said, I come to revive the spirit of the lowly, and I come to revive the hearts of the contrite. In other words, it doesn't matter how far you've fallen or how discouraged you are. If you come with humility to God today, he lives for revival. He lives to revive your heart. He lives to revive your life. And then he goes on, and I won't take the time to read it to you today, but he goes on in the next few verses saying that God is a God of holiness. He's a God of justice. Like, sin does not go unchecked. And so he says, I, I did bring judgment on my people. That's what the first 53 chapters of Isaiah is about. He's like, I, I did bring judgment, but I didn't stay there. Because while I'm, I'm high and holy, I'm also for the contrite and lowly. And you would have been crushed had I just been a God of justice, so I'm also a God of mercy. I'm perfectly grace and truth. I'm perfectly justice and mercy. I'm all of that. And so he says in verse 19, he says, I'm creating praise on their lips. I, I love that phrase. I'll tell you why I love that phrase. This, this is God, this is the God of grace. I'm creating praise on their lips. Here's why I love that verse because in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 it says through Jesus therefore let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. That's what we're called to do. 
That, that's a huge therefore. Through Jesus, like because of all Jesus did for you on the cross and through the empty tomb and through his resurrection, like be, through Jesus, power living in you by the Holy Spirit, therefore, here's what you're to do. Continually offer praise to God. What is the sacrifice of praise? He said right here, it's the fruit of lips. I mean, we're going we're gonna to eat some hamburgers in a minute. We're going to eat some cow, but I'm glad we didn't have to slaughter the cow this morning. God doesn't want that sacrifice on the altar. The sacrifice he does want is the fruit of lips that profess his name. But because God is so gracious, back in Isaiah 58 verse 19, he said, I'm going to create the fruit of your lips. I'm, I'm going to create the praise. I'm going to give you the offering and just invite you to give it back to me. Even the faith that we have today to come to God is a gift from God. Can I just remind you today? He's good. He's really good. And it doesn't matter what you've been through or how far from God maybe you've fallen for the, for the, the most sanctified saint or the most degenerate sinner in the room. God is good and he loves you so much that he gives you the faith to reach out to him. He gives you the praise to offer back up to him. Because yes, he's high and holy. And you could go to the ends of the earth and still not even touch the edge of his glory. And yet, he's with the contrite and lowly. So we're going to take a moment today. And I'm going to invite you to stand again. As we get ready to end, we're just going to have a moment of response. For some of you that weren't sure if you believed in miracles. Yes, Pastor Aaron just said, as we get ready to end, 24 minutes into the service. God is a God of miracles. But I, but I don't want to rush this moment right here. We've got several of our altar team members in the room. I want to ask some of you men and women if you would come and just come to the front. Look, I, I know it's packed. We already added two extra rows in the front. There's not a lot of space up here. Uh, but we're, we're going to press in today. And if you're here this morning, you say, man, I just, I, just need to, I just need to take the faith that God has given me. And I need to give it back to him. I need to come to God to meet my needs. He is high and holy, but I promise he's with you. His heart is with the contrite and lowly. And if you need the Lord to move in your life today, we're going to take these last five minutes. And Kayla and Veronica are going to just lead us in this song. As we declare as a church, the goodness of God is here today. I want to invite you, don't miss a moment. We're going to just let this be a prayer moment together, all right? So the altar's open if you want to come, but let's just seek the Lord together. Kids, come on. We're going to press into God. Parents, we're going to show them how it's done. Come on. Let's move into the presence of God by faith today. No spectators. Amen? Come on. Would you lead us as we just go after the heart of God today all over this room? All over this room. Lord, we seek.